The Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper, a podcast where we talk mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other fun topics and conversations. So sit back and join us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast brought to you by our awesome friends from Toys and Ford and Hy-V. We got a two-part top five plus for you, and the second part with the Fourth of July coming up here, and we're going to be on a about a week hiatus here uh, from from the podcast. So, Fourth of July top five Fourth of July movies. I know you don't think of movies when it's the Fourth of July, but we're going to do that. We're going to break it down top five because some movies need to be respected a little bit more outside of Independence Day and Born on the Fourth of July. So, Brandon and myself will be hitting that up. But first, uh, in our first top five plus, we are going with top five sports announcers with some honorable mentions because that's well, that's the plus part of it. So let's get to it, Brandon. All right, you ready to do top five plus? I think so. So why don't you lead into it? Why don't you? Lead All right. Into well, it for here? mine, um, I just like I said, I went. Uh, what are you doing? Oh, I just set, I set my phone, which has. My notes on the little box here for the radio stuff, and it started making a noise in my ear, oh. so I moved it away. I just had to make sure that's what was making the noise. But um, so I put together again a top five plus honorable mentions. That's why we call it plus because I always seem to pick honorable mentions. Although the irony now is I don't have top five. I don't have honorable mentions for my Independence Day movies because it was kind of hard to. find. I don't them. have honorable mentions because it was kind of hard one. to find five Independence Day. Related oh, movies. it's not hard. I'll wait till you hear my list. I'm, here. Exci- I'm looking forward to that. But, but uh, I don't have honorable mentions for my top five announcers. I'll just okay, I do. Them, so. I do. Um, so I've got actually three of them. Okay, and then I've got five. Three. So, but yeah, like I said, they're all play by play people. That is why we call it the top five plus. And actually, I'm going to go with the fourth honorable mention because, yeah. So I might actually have to take one of these and add it to my honorable mention. You might you have to. You just, yeah, just listen. So, um, And my, mine, as you can imagine, cover a fair amount of different sports. Yeah. I'll just go through my honorable mentions. And again, to preface it, we do not have Euchre on here because we all agree he, is he number, would be number he, one. He is number one yep. emeritus. Yep. And like I said, this is national announcers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't want anybody to get to, well, he was on NBC. Yep, he was for a hot minute. But, 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 but we're not judging him. We wouldn't be judging him based off his work on right. NBC covering the 96 ALCS. Yep. yep. So um, so my four, in no order, just. These are honorable mentions. Here they are. Mike Breen. Okay, good one. I feel like if Bam. I was a bigger NBA yeah. fan, he would be higher. Yeah. But like I like Mike Breen, but it's not like I'm. Watching NBA a couple times a week, mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing. Okay. Um, another one, Bob Costas. Okay. Now, if I was a little older, I feel like Costas would be in my top five. But I, when I think of Costas, I think of him more as like a studio guy. Okay. Because he did like I remember, you remember the NBA and NBC. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of like their pregame stuff and stuff like that. So I kind of see him in that role. I still like Bob Costas for baseball, and he does mm-hmm. he'll do that, especially like in the postseason. But I think I'm a little young. To have seen him for that, um, my phone went off. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're 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 working through it. Um, I'm gonna for my next one, Mike Joy, who if you don't know is play by play guy for NASCAR and Fox. Mm-hmm. 
He's mm-hmm. been calling NASCAR a long time. Mm-hmm. He's the, he's been the play-by-play guy since Fox jumped into NASCAR in 2001. Prior to that, he worked for CBS. He's been doing it a long time, and I just think he's really solid. And to me, he is what a good announcer is in that he he's funny enough when he has to be, but he's also serious enough. He's now like he 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 has a lot of different strengths to his game. It's not like well, he just has this thing. You know, like, oh, he's really funny or he's really serious. Like, you have to mm-hmm. kind of be able to mix and match, and I think yep. he does that really well. And the other one, I'm for me, I'm only going to – this is the only one that I'm – my phone keeps turning off on me. Well, <laughs> figure it out. Man. I know. <laughs> um, but um, the only one I'm going to dip into, and this is a bit of a legacy pick, but in the world of pro wrestling, Jim Ross. Okay. Who – Get my, you know, mm-hmm. long time. Pro, like basically, whenever you see like, surprised he's not in your top five then. <sighs> yeah, huh? I could make that. I could have made that case, but uh, long time, long time announcer. Basically, if you ever, you'll, you'll sometimes you'll see him in like his hear him on like memes and like videos mm-hmm. where you have like, oh, here's someone falling, and then you'll hear like some wrestling announcer. It's probably Jim Ross. Gotcha. So I, I'll, I'll start doing with my five. Okay, and I misspoke. Yeah. I actually do have four play-by-play, technically. Hey! So how about that? I thought I'd be more the analyst, color commentator type, but this is how my list goes. Uh, my five is one of your honorable mentions. How about All right. that? All right. Bob Costas. All right. Because here's why I remember. I do remember him calling games in the NBA Finals. Okay. Play-by-play. Him, Bill Walton what was on there. Uh, you know, though. Th- Isaiah Thomas for a hot minute what was on there. Mm-hmm. But I remember him a little bit with the play-by-play in the NBA Finals, the Jordans and all that sort of stuff. So NBA and NBC was my jam. Mm-hmm. Bob Costas was a part of NBA and NBC. Uh, so I've got him at number five for me. He Everybody remembers him mostly for baseball, and I get it, and I understand it. But for me as a kid, it was NBA and NBC with Bob Costas yep. for me. So he's my number but five. People he's remember him for the Olympics, too. That Yeah, if you watch the Olympics. Oh, she Olympics. Isn't he a pink guy? When you're on the Olympics, funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there wasn't that a that was a a thing with um, Brockmire, wasn't it? Yes, yes. We talked about giving yep. Bob Costas pink guy. Yep, <laughs> yep. And remember, for mine, I am only doing play by play guys because yep. there is. I mean, if I'm let's put it this way, if I'm going color, con- if I would have incorporated in here guys that would have been on this list or people that should would have been on this list in some way, um, Pat Summerall. Well, Pat Summerall was a play by play. But I, I think of him more as the 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 guy with Matt. Like he was I, a play-by-play man. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Well, so I just gave away. He is on my list. So uh, he should be. Yeah. He should be. Nope. All right, you're number five. My number five is Al Michaels. Okay. I mean, yep. I I didn't get a chance to listen to him this past year much on Amazon Prime, where it kind of sounded like he was a bit of a, a grumpy grouch. No. Yeah. But I just always appreciate Al Michaels. Like he again, he's another one of those guys. Like he's serious about what he does, but he's still. Willing to be lighthearted with it. Mm-hmm. He's versatile. I mean, think of how many different sports he's covered. Yep. He's covered, he covered he the Miracle. He did basketball one time, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. He covered the Miracle on Ice, for crying out loud. Yep. Like, he just. Probably one of the most famous. Co- sports calls ever. Yep. And, yeah, yep. just he's just, yeah, he's just someone that's done a lot. I I just, I have a lot of time for Al Michaels. And the way he would always, you know, try mm-hmm. to find a way to sneak in uh, uh, betting, betting things into his games. Right. That's, yep. a, that's a very important touchdown for some people. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. So that's your number five, yep. huh? My number four. So this is where I was going to say, like, do we factor in studio analysts in that? But he has done some, I think, back in the in part. The newly minted 
broadcasting, sports broadcasting Hall of Fame, Ernie Johnson, number four yep. for, for me. Yep. It was announced yesterday. Barkley did it when he was doing the match over there. So Ernie Johnson to me, I love Ernie Johnson. I love uh, the NBA show the, with him and the Shaq. The NBA and- on TNT is like the standard of like studio shows. Yes. Again, because they are knowledgeable, but yet they're entertaining. They're entertaining. Like yeah, they're they don't take themselves too serious. Exactly. Like yep. you, it's just funny that you know you'll you, you never know what Charles Barkley and Shaq are just going to start ripping at each other about. Mm-hmm. And then Kenny Smith will drop in a nugget about his North Carolina playing days, right? You, you know, right. sort of or playing there. with Hakeem Olajuwon. Uh, so right. having curly fries with him or something. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love Ernie Johnson though, Wisconsin native yeah. Ernie Johnson down by Milwaukee. So he's number four on my yep. list. My number four, Gus Johnson. Yeah. Gus, um, I think you know college football. I would, I, I wish there was a way that he could do NCAA tournament because he obviously he does, mm-hmm. you know, college basketball for Fox and FS1. But you know, Gus, you know, they, I think they Fox has done a good job of packaging him and you know Joel Klatt, who I do like too, yep. with that you know that you know them really trying to get you make big noon you know the big noon game like a big deal. Yep, and you know, you know, there, you know sometimes you know he can be a little over the top. But that, but that's also his thing, right? Like, so I he owns it. He owns it. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I, Gus number four. I just thought of an honorable mention. Do you want me to get to that now before I go to my number three? Sure. So my honorable mention, I, I'm kind of kicking myself I didn't have him on here. Onions. Bill Raff, yeah, Bill, Bill Raff. He's another one, yeah. And again, he, if I would have incor- if I would have been incorporating uh, color guys, yeah, yep, yep. He's a color guy with uh, Nance and uh, Grant Hill and such. Right, and, such. and I like the. The absolutely goaded combination of him and Vern Lundquist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. But uh, I and love I, yeah. uh, – there used to be T-shirts. I never got one. But I think it was homage, homage that yeah. used to make. It said onions or uh, with a kiss. Yes. Oh, I wanted one of those so bad I never got one. Yeah, but, this uh, is definitely one of those topics where I'm – once. I, the more we talk about the more I feel bad because there's so many other people I haven't included. Yeah. So my number three is one of those is Pat Summerall. Uh, if, you know – Middle school, late middle school days of Dan that was NBA and NBC. Elementary days of NFL on Fox was John Madden and, and Pat Summerall yeah. uh, on there. So, I mean, that is one of the voices of my youth in my head. You can't replicate Summerall. No. You, you can't. You could try. It's just going to sound bad. He like, has announcer voice. Yes. And he was very monotone, yep. you know, I just it was a perfect combo with him and Madden. Mm-hmm. I still Super Bowl thirty one Favre to Ryzen touchdown. He does the dance, you know, sort of thing like that. Uh, I mean, come on, Pat Summerall. Yep. Even in the replacements, fantastic in yep. the replacements. So Summerall is number three. My number three is John Madden. He is like the one color guy. I, I was going to say list. that's yeah. a color commentator. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking that, but yeah, for me, number three is John Madden. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. For so many people of our age, like John Madden, in so many ways, was kind of your your window, your door into football. Mm-hmm. Like, not just with the video game, but also, you know, he was someone that knew the game so well, but yet was able to break it down at an elementary level for people, which is, mm-hmm. I think, an underrated skill. Yep. You know, being able to take something that can be very complex yep. and deliver it in a, in simpler terms. Yep. And that's what made him so so good. Yep. Uh, so that's your three. My number two, I'm going Marv Albert. Uh, Marv Albert, again, yes. one of the most, I- yes, exactly, one of the most iconic, in my youth, voices. 
Again, NBA and NBC, what was on there? Um, I know he got in a little trouble. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> got in some trouble and such. But then he kind of had a, another resurrection resurrection yep. of his career and such. But, I mean, throws up a prayer. Yes, and, and all that. I mean, come on. Marv Albert is – you can instantly play calls in the back of your head yep. with, with Marv Albert right now. Like, I'm, I'm doing it right now. And even my one of my favorite sports video games as a kid, NBA Action 95 on Sega, the voice was Marv Albert on there so um marv albert number two for me number you're gonna notice a, a bit of a theme with mine but number two for me is jim nance i was wondering if he's gonna make i like jim nance so I i'm mean, really the, ver- the versatility i mean think really of all the who your number one is now the but uh the versatility obviously football mm-hmm. college basketball golf i mean the voice of think of just the different things he's nope. the voice of yep. like and i just I just think of the world of him and what he's able to do. Like he he does, he when balances you hear so much. His voice, you know, he, it's, it's a big, a big game. game. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. yep, that's that's. I figured he'd be on your list somewhere. He didn't make mine, and that's nothing wrong with that. But, no. Uh, so it brings down to number one, the most influential sports commentator of my life was John Madden. So he's number one uh, for me. I've told this. I don't know. If, I don't know if you heard this on the other pod I did. I got Madden 95 on Game Boy now. Nice. That was my first Madden video game, and I still remember, I think it was at the Eau Claire, or no, the Halley Shopco back in the day. I was with my grandma, and I had just gotten a Game Boy, and I saw that in the display case, so that was my first game. You couldn't play as the Packers because Edgar Bennett looked like he was running through mud. It was like inching, and you'd be lucky to get, like, like I'm doing a hand gesture. You'd be lucky to get two yards yeah. carry. So I was always the NFC Pro Bowl team. Irvin, Rice, Sanders, Smith, all day. Aikman and Young were the quarterbacks. But from that, that was like Madden watching him, listening to him, and playing the video games. That's how it was like my first introduction to formations, what those formations meant, what you're supposed to do here. He explained the game. He got you excited. He got you animated. You couldn't understand him sometimes. Uh, a horrible artist on the screen. Mm-hmm. But he's was easily, easily my most influential sports commentator, so yep. Madden's number one for me. Makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know who your number one is. If and it's a play-by-play guy, it's a play-by-play guy. So you did dance, you did Costas, you did Al Michaels. <sighs> Peyton Manning's a studio analyst, no, so yeah, it I can't be no, him. No, no. Um, just just hold on here. All Let right, me see if right. I can guess it. Um, it's not Dennis Miller from Monday Night Football. It's not. It's not Tony Kornheiser. <laughs> it's not Tony Kornheiser. Is he still on? Yes, he's still on. Yep. It's, we we already said Euchre's everybody's number one. Yep. TV. Yep. TV. I don't know. My number one is Ian Eagle. Really? I love me some Ian Eagle. Wow. Football. Okay. College basketball. Like. All right. Because he's replacing Nance on basketball, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. yeah. For, for I, yeah. My, f- like, obviously Madden and Summerall are kind of in their own tier and it comes like a football combo. But, like, besides those two, my favorite football combo ever is Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts. I love that combination for CBS. Mm-hmm. They were, like, the two or the three. You know, Last game of the season. Can't, can't hold anything, anything back. But, but I, I, you know, the he has energy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's not too much. But, like, in the big moments, like, he's yeah. very energetic. Like, all right. I just I, whenever I when I'm watching something and I Eagles on the call, I instantly am just in a better mood. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because once you said Dan Felton, and I started, you know, one, we could do like the best of the rest of the ones we missed out on. Mm-hmm. Brent Musburger. Yep. You yep. talked about Al Michaels with betting. Oh, yes. <laughs> Keith Jackson would have been another good one, you know, going to college football. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. Like, because I even thought about, like, uh, Chris Fowler. Like yeah, for college football. I'd, honestly, I'd probably put Brett Musburger back on an honorable mention for me because of the what you are now. We are coming to you live. Are, you're, yeah, you're, you're looking yeah. live. Yeah, and I, I'm not like this is so far. This would be the one where it'd be the easiest to have so many honorable mentions. Like mm-hmm. Keith Jackson for me is just synonymous with like yeah. college football as a kid. Oh, like yeah. again, another one of those voices where when you hear this game, like hey, Keith, it's Keith Jackson announcing like the two thirty game on ABC. Like mm-hmm. oh, this is a big deal. Yep. Yeah. See, it, I knew it. Now I'd probably add those two on yep. my honorable mention. Yep. On there, yeah. so but I'm good with my top five though. I mean, Madden was the most influential one for for me, and it, you, you could go down to the video game part of it too. Yeah. So, but uh, all right, tell you what, that's our top five plus for the announcers. We'll take a break and then do the Fourth of July ones out here. I don't. I think you'll get my number one. You will not get my number three. You might get my this number two. Te- that's what you call a teaser. Yes, you might get my number four. You won't get my number five, I don't think. (laughs) No honorable mentions on this one, though. Summertime is a busy and expensive season. Get-togethers, vacations, road trips, cookouts, which also means lots of shopping for supplies. So why not make your shopping easier and cheaper on your pocketbook this summer so that you can enjoy it more? Seems like a no-brainer, right? But where do you go? Hy-Vee! From the best prices in the produce area to the best selection in the meat department in a huge wine and spirits area, Hy-Vee has you covered for this summer. Make Hy-Vee your go-to summer stock-up store and enjoy your summer this year. With all the running around you've been doing so far to Little League games and quick weekend road trips, are you starting to realize it's time to get a new vehicle? Where do you start, though, since buying a new vehicle is a very big decision in your life? Well, take some of the stress off and make your decision easy by visiting Toyson Ford in Chippewa Falls. Family-owned and operated, you can trust Toyson Ford when it comes to finding that new vehicle for you that fits in your budget but also gets you to where you need to go. Having a proper vehicle to get you to those Little League games and family get-togethers is important, and Toyson Ford knows that just visit toys and ford today before we get into our uh top five continuing for fourth of july stuff here there, i found a kind of a theme i think in our picks brand and you can tell me if i'm off base on this for our announcers you went with a lot of current i did players I did. I did. or players people yeah. on there yeah. mine i centered a lot on my youth it's true Yep. You know, with the Summerall's, with the Marv Alberts, and and the John Maddens, and even like Casas, because I was asking you uh, during the break there, because he does a little bit with MLB Network, yep. but not like he did no, when he's we not, were no. younger. No, Ernie Johnson is probably the closest one that's still like fully active on my list. So that's why I don't have a lot of the current ones, like like you did with Ian Eagle. You know, that's a that's a fairly recent one. You know, number one, or even a Jim Nance, or, or anything. I'm glad you didn't say Tony Romo, by the way. Thank you for that. But, uh, you know, I, I went with more old school. But, I, I mean, that's I, – for me, I think that's because they – that's when they made the biggest impressions on, on me. Yeah. But I just – I thought that was – and even like our honorable mentions, I, I guess Bill Raffery still does it, but, you know, he's been around for a hot and minute. And another, so. another one I definitely – I know I mentioned him, but Vern Lundquist too. Yeah. Like another guy that, you know, called NFL, called college basketball, called golf. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Called Happy Gilmore's Happy winner Gilmore's. at the Tour Championship. Yep. Um, But – yeah, so I just I was thinking about that a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, oh. And again, and... when we mentioned Euchre kind of being 
another one that I think is in that Euchre class that you know we you just know would be Vince Scully because he Vin, yeah. Vince Scully did national stuff too, right? But I mean, yes. come on, yeah, it's like those are the easy. Yeah, that's easy. those they're are on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, they're yeah they're Rushmore. they're their own separate class. Mm-hmm. Yep, I would agree. So I know you kind of jokingly said uh, during the break to Brian Anderson. Yeah, I said I mean, my favorite one of my yeah Brian Anderson as a national announcer, of course, being tongue in cheek with all the mm-hmm. the national stuff he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In addition to his. Occasional work with the Occasionally. Brewery. It's getting smaller and smaller. It, it is, like, but, but, I mean, uh, I mean, you, you respect the fact that he still wants to do the oh, Because yeah. it would be very easy for him, I'm sure, to just say, no, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm ready to kind of move on to national stuff, but he still wants to do it. Great call when he uh, when Bronson Koenig hit that uh, corner three yeah. against Xavier. Yeah. I will say one guy, though, I think he is trending upward that we did not mention for me personally. It'd be another color commentator analyst. I'm a big fan of John Smoltz. Hmm. I'm a big fan of when John Smoltz is on a game. And thank you to the blackout during the World Series. Otherwise, John Smoltz might not be calling those yet. Remember, it was sure. that because it was on Fox. Nobody said Joe Buck, by the way, on our, I, on I, our and list. I, I don't And I don't dislike Joe Buck. We've right. had that conversation yeah, on I don't the show either. before. I don't dislike him, but there's just others I like more. But remember, if they wouldn't have had that, you know, not black, but their power or whatever went up, so they had to go to the MLB network. Mm-hmm. And that's why everybody's like, wow, John Smoltz is good. And, you know, well, there now, and we, then, now yeah, that, the rest that, is history. Right, so. right. But no, I really like when John Smoltz is on a game. I like learning while I'm watching. Yes, yeah. If I have to listen to an announcer, I like learning about it. And that's where, like, for me, like, I'll go like Romo. Last year, I just think it was rough a little bit for Romo. Yeah, like it was like that. It was good at it was best at first because you were learning. Mm-hmm. But then I think it you know it kind of jumped the shark a little bit. Yeah, that's where I'm. I'm very. I think J.J. Watt's going to kill it at CBS. Uh, he announced yesterday he's going to be a studio analyst. I think he's going to do awesome there. I, I, I really think he's going to he's going to do a fantastic job. It's just the one thing with these studio shows, though, Brandon, it's like how many more chairs can they squeeze in on that right, desk? Right, Because remember on when like NFL on Fox, it was like it's so crammed in there sometimes. Yeah, because like, for a while you had like four. Four yeah. was kind of the magic number. You had whoever was your you know your host, yep. and then you had like three analysts. Yep. And now it's like okay, this is, get, a, get a bigger desk right. or a wider angle camera. It's or just going to be like go. a gigantic banquet table. Yeah. Yep. What was that, Terry? <laughs> Wonder if who if they had to. Okay, if JJ comes in, they have to get rid of a guy. I think it's going to be Phil Sims that gets kicked off the curb again. Poor Phil. <laughs> Poor Phil. Poor Phil. <laughs> uh, I don't think it'll be Boomer because Boomer's still you know. Yeah, but see, it's CBS is interesting. Like when you look at the different people they've had, Fox is obviously in their studios had pretty good. Consistency, consistency, especially yeah. with you know Bradshaw and Long have been there since the beginning. Yep. You know Strahan right when he was done his joining, and then um, they had um, Jim, Jim, Jim Johnson. Jim, Jim yeah. Johnson. Uh, besides his few years excursion with Miami. Yeah. Do you remember though who used to be like in the night like when we were there? Ronnie Lott. Ronnie remember Lott. He yeah. Was on there? Yeah. Yep. Good old Ronnie, fingerless Ronnie. And then for a while, Chris Collinsworth was in the studio That's right. too before he made the move out. Yep. Yep. So. But, yeah, I think Fox has been the most stable. I mean, that's where Jim Brown was before he went to CBS. Yeah. James Brown? James Brown, yeah. James Brown, Jim yeah, Brown, yeah. Jim Brown. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I call it, him Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. oh, you, you know him that well. But, uh, yeah, James <laughs> yeah, James Brown and the Kurt Menefee. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, all right. You ready to do these? Uh, I think so. You, think, you want me to start or you want to give the honor? I'll give you the honor so I can. I can. You, yours is going to be better than mine, so you. All right. Okay. This is very personal for me. I, I know, and that's it. Mine I've literally done in the last hour. Because every time this this holiday comes around, it's it's like the the diehard Christmas thing for some people. Yep. 
So this one's personal for me. So, and keep and in mind, my, my list is entirely made up of. I looked at lists, and they said this was technically okay. a Fourth of July movie or right. a movie you should watch on the Fourth right. of July. And maybe it's because July is my birthday month, but I take this very personal. Okay. Okay. So you number five. Number five, The Patriot. That's my number five. Ah! <laughs> for these, it's a great movie, but for the sole reason we do not have Independence Day if we don't win the world war, people. We're not celebrating Independence Day. There we go. So, I mean, The Patriot is about the American Revolution. Revolution. It's about the war itself. It's a great movie. Mel yeah. Gibson, Heath Ledger. Come on. Awesome movie. It's probably going to be on TNT or TBS at some point this weekend. I'm just going to so, let you give my... That, yeah, yep. you just, yeah. The Patriot, American Revolutionary theme. Yep. Number five, done. Easy. Yep. So, Number, number four, four, I guess, you know, this is one of those movies where it's going to be... You know, it's it's technically a Fourth of July movie. Jaws. Okay. It takes place around the fourth. Okay. I mean, you know, obviously it's not necessarily intrinsically tied into the fourth, mm-hmm. but it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, my number four, Independence Day. I'm not a big fan of Independence Day. I know it was like a big blockbuster hit, and I'll be honest with you, it's been a long time since I've seen Independence Day, but I got to give it. Uh, I got to give it. It's it's credits to where it's credits due is. You know, it's 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 a movie about independence. Mel Gibson Will Smith helped us Will win Smith. our independence. Will Smith helped us keep our independence. Uh, yeah, but also don't diss Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, you know, flew that. Uh, Hello, boys. You know? I'm back. Yep, exactly. So, Independence Day number four, kind of just because you have to put it in there. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Gold. Oh yeah, come on. It's a pretty good cast. It does. It does. So, oh okay. Now we get into the cream of the crop here, baby. You're three. Number three. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> okay, that's way off the hook, but that's okay. I, hey, I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Takes place around the fourth. Hey, uh, eh? it qualifies. Those crazy teens. Hey, you qualifies. Well played, man. I like that one. All right. My number three. It's not necessarily centered around the fourth. But it involves something with Declaration of Independence. National Treasure. Yep. <laughs> Come on, Nick Cage. It's a good movie. National Treasure, Nick Cage, Diane Krieger. Great movie. Great movie. I have both uh, the, the copies on DVD, National Treasure and uh, the Book of Secrets one there, too. I know they have the TV series. I never watched it. But, I mean, great movie. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's stealing Declaration of Independence from uh, the guy who was in... Uh, Game of Thrones season one for the first six episodes under I'm blanking on his name, but you know who I'm Steve, talking about. Frank. He's uh, Stark, Lord Stark from, from Winterfell, the North, the main guy on there. But uh, yeah, National Treasure. Come on, number three. Easy. Easy pick. All right, number two. You said it earlier, Independence Day. Okay. Mine's a little. I a know little you're number one. Yeah. yeah I you know do. you're number one. No. Yeah, you do. I mean, at this point, you've, you've said it pretty well. I mean, okay. it's a good movie, Independence Day, good cast. We'll piggyback off this one because my number two is your number one Sandlot. Yep, <laughs> I, I, yep. I already knew it. So, I mean, the the we all know the scene, right? Hamilton's Hamilton Porter's running out of his house. The the streets having a Fourth of July street party cookout. He's grabbing a dog. They're playing under the lights. The only time they play night ball was the Fourth of July because the fireworks. Benny, of course, hits one of his many gargantuan hits. And the, all the kids are staring up in the sky watching the fireworks and all that sort of stuff. Sandlot's one of my favorite movies of all time. Easy. 
number two, if you have anything more to add on as why that's... I think you did a pretty good job with that, but that, that is my number one. Mm-hmm. My number one, and it needs to be respected more, it is... I think I mean it's it's viewed in the it's viewed as one of the best movies of all time. But it needs to be recognized that it is a fourth of July movie. It is Jaws. Jaws is number one. Come on now. I mean, the whole theme is about closing the beaches on the fourth of July. Right? Yeah. It, th- that's yeah, the whole theme, yeah. whether they should close the beaches on the fourth of July. Because the mayor needs to make some money. The mayor got greedy. People started getting eaten by sharks. And the guy from Sequest goes out there and blows it up. <laughs> Chief Brody. The guy from Sequest. <laughs> Chief Brody goes out there and gets it done. You, Did you watch Sequest when you were younger? Come on. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Sequest. Is it NBC? Yeah. yeah Sunday nights, remember, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sunday nights. I've never referred to her being referred to as the guy from Sequest. <laughs> That's why you listen to this, uh, right? So Jaws is easily the number one summer movie, Fourth of July movie. And plus, on the Fourth of July, we're all acting like that shark when we're gobbling up hot dogs and burgers and foods. <laughs> Fun fact: When I was in high school, uh, playing a JV baseball game, I was playing first base, and there's a kid that was leading off first base, and I was obviously I was it was two out, so I wasn't holding him on, but. I, will, I love the breakdown. No, right but there. there, there, no, there's a, there's a, there's a connection here. At one point, I started sneaking up. Behind, I was like sneaking to go back to the first base bag because we were going to see if we could pick him off. And I started singing the Jaws theme, <laughs> and that's the kid awesome. got scared and dove back, and the pitcher never threw the ball. It's pretty awesome. Okay, that's well played. That's that's shrewd from you, man. That's awesome. If you're a first baseman, you got to chirp. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I love the movie Jaws. I love it. I'm going to watch it at some point uh, in the next week. I have it on DVD. Redoing the Man Cave. And I've been thinking about adding some movie posters. I've got three. D3. Not D3. <laughs> so the movie posters I have, this is this is a big thing for me that I have to decide. Because there's certain, I don't have a big Man Cave. So i got to be careful with what I, you what have to I be put out there. I have a Rocky movie poster. Duh. Right? I have a. It's not in here. I'm talking. <laughs> you looking at him over there? Yeah. Um, turtles, Ninja Turtles, first one. Uh, Dark Knight, because I have to have a Batman one. So I'm like, I can maybe do two more, and I think I know what the next two are going to be, because in the man cave I got a projector screen for for movies, so that's where the movie poster is going to be, and then when we put down the projector, it'll cover it up, you know, sort of thing. Sandlot. Because it was a very, very influential movie in my life as a kid. I'd go to my grandma's, and there was only three movies in her drawer. Ninja Turtles, Sandlot, Back to the Future 3. <laughs> Those were the only three. And I think my fifth one might be Jaws. It might be Jaws. I mean, that poster itself, right? That's why I think, that's why I think whales freak me out. Or big stuff underwater freaks me out like that. Because... All of a sudden, like these movies, like on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, you're watching, and it's like whales jumping at you. Don't see it coming, man. Orcas. 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 I watched Free Willy as a kid. I don't want that thing jumping over me like it did in the movie with over the, that. Freaked me out, man. Something that bit. No. So, yeah, I think those are those would be like my five movie posters in the man cave. 
trying. I I I feel like I'm missing on, out on one though. The big green. Nope. Big green machine. No, the big green. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Sandlot. Green. Isn't it Green Machine? With Porter in there from mm. from the Sandlot? Mm. Is it? You're nodding. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am nodding. Makes for great radio. <laughs> I think I know your one of yours. If you had one, would be Major League. Movie yes. Poster. Yes. D two. Yes. I should add Little Giants. That'd be a good one. I would have Heavyweights. Yeah, you do quote that one a lot. I love that movie. I have to have a golf one in there though. I know this is going to upset people too, but Caddyshack is probably my number two favorite golf movie. Any guesses on my number one? Tin Cup. Yep. You I say you bring it up a fair amount, so I kind of figure that's case. I love yep. Tin Cup. Third is probably Legend of Bagger Vance, and then fourth would be Happy Gilmore. I was going to say Happy Gilmore is my number one, but yeah. that's just I yeah. love Tin Cup. I love Tin Cup. So I used to watch that all the time. But not your grandma's though. Not my grandma's. I, I no. And so to go down a little nostalgia lane here too, the fourth. If I had to pick another movie from my youth that was a big impact, in, like I watch all the time, He Man, with Dolph Lundgren and Courtney Cox, because <laughs> that was the age where you could like record them on VHS, like on HBO or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like my aunt would have these like collect, like she would just like record them, and she had them categorized and all that. So every Saturday morning, I'd get, I'd be you know as a kid, you're up earlier than everybody else. I'd get that movie, rewind it, but I'd always rewind it a little too far. So I watched the last 10 minutes of Die Hard, and then it went into He-Man. That got you pumped? Yeah. Then it went into He-Man. Dolph Lundgren, I have the power. I did not know, though, because I'm a kid, that was a dude from Rocky IV. I didn't know it at the time. It just didn't daunt. It, I didn't make the connection. I was like an 8-year-old, 9-year-old, or however old I was, that He-Man is also Drago. But Makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So... Although I could probably put movie posters up of every Rocky movie. I'd be okay with it. I mean, the Rocky Four one is pretty iconic. You know, we could have done, though, too. It's like the uh, Nine Degrees of Bacon, Kevin Bacon, Six Degrees. We can make this a Rocky thing. Rocky Four, draped in an American flag. Independence Day, American flag. Boom. Rocky Four is a Fourth of July the They celebrate movie. their independence from the Cold War. On Christmas. Spike, yes. <laughs> That's going to do it for us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. I am your host, Dan Casper, as always. And until next time, I will see you and talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast couple of quick reminders for you don't forget to follow and subscribe to the man cave podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms like apple spotify google stitcher amazon or wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can leave us a voice message whether it's a comment analysis or a question for a question and answer segment just get that link in the podcast description also Don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you haven't done so already. This helps other people find the Man Cave Podcast. And be a friend and tell a friend about the Man Cave Podcast. Until the next episode, I'm Dan Casper, and thank you for listening to the Man Cave Podcast.